What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back for episode 173 with two movies from 1989. Of many underwater movies from 1989. (laughs) (laughs) To talk about Leviathan and Deep Star Six. Deep Star Six. 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 <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> what is that fucking song by fucking uh, Slipknot? Oh, I don't remember. It's not five, 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 and six, six, six. <laughs> that was a good Slipknot voice. I don't know what they sound like anymore. <laughs> Isn't it like singy, songy shit now? Like he doesn't yeah, scream anymore? Yeah, I always anymore. think of Fear Factory when... Uh, well, they're not like Fear Factory, but when you say singy, screamy, I think Fear Factory. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're back to talk about those two movies, and I think that uh, you guys should get a kick out of these. Both of them, by the way, are up on Amazon Prime. So if you have a subscription to the service for, you know, getting your shit shipped to you, it's pretty much a win-win situation because I think that it's cheaper to get the video service with them than Netflix, even if you don't count the sh- the shipping costs. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. technically they started it for the shipping costs and then included the video service. Right. So I'm just wondering if it's a matter of time they're like, for $5 more, you can get the video service. Well, and they have the music service. They have add-ons. Right. But you can watch the movies on there and uh, probably rent them anywhere you want to watch them, I guess, because I'm sure they're up and about. They One of the movies that we were looking at, which was Leviathan, you can only get on Blu-ray if you want to pay 60 bucks. So, yeah, because it's out of print. Right. When Screen Factory did it, and I remember when they were going out of print with them, too, and I was like, fuck, I should get that. No, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, well. Anyway, so we've had an interesting week, guys. So, uh, yeah, we almost didn't do this episode together this week. So, But Christina pulled through, and things turned around for the better. Yeah, my mom, um, she was at the gym, and she had a stroke, and they had an airlifter to the hospital and she's been in there for all week right she had to have three surgeries yeah for clots yeah she got blood clots and then her brain was bleeding yeah it was crazy it was insane it was very touch and go there for a little while but i mean oh my god that hospital i think it was banner university in phoenix they had like 10 doctors on her right because it was just like everything her whole body was shutting down but it looks like she she's gonna if you guys are wondering where i've been on streaming and stuff like that there there it is yeah that's because we were pretty much Christina yeah, was MIA. I took off work. Well, yeah. of course, you know. 
there was just a lot going on. But I think, you know, us being able to get back into the podcast was kind of like a good thing because it all turned out good, by the way. She's much better now, by the way, guys. Mm -hmm. So like the worst case was going to be like removing a limb. Yeah. (laughs) Or no, it wasn't the worst case. That was the best case scenario at the time. And then she pulled through and they did some surgery that helped her. Uh And now she gets to keep all her limbs and she's doing better. Yeah. So fucking thank god crazy yeah and it's all because she she takes care of herself she's a fucking triathlon uh, yeah she did a triathlon like two weeks ago (laughs) like she's done i think she's done iron man like yeah she's pretty i mean for for a woman her age she's kicking ass yeah and it was really like an unexpected thing that happened but anyway so inevitably that means that now christina is going to be like you need to lose weight you need to do this you need to stop smoking (laughs) alex really needs to stop smoking okay it's ridiculous all right all right so anyway guys And then to make matters worse, my father and my mother <laughs> got new cell phones and they don't understand technology. <laughs> and so I spent five hours today on the phone trying to help my dad not throw the phone against the wall. And uh, yeah, so pretty interesting. He's never going to buy a new phone again. <laughs> but I think it'll be a lot easier transition now that I explained what like Google is does and everything <laughs> like that. So that was interesting. Had a really good time with that. Probably the best time this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was just the cherry, you know. But anyway, things are better, guys. So yeah. I'm glad your mom's doing good. She's a fucking trooper. Yeah. But yeah. since we went through all that, I, I'm a little lagging. Well, we did get to watch these movies, but I was a little lagging on one of the movies because oh, I was tired. It doesn't matter. But okay, well, I can still talk about it. Yeah, though. it was it, like I said, it was nice for us to be able to do these movies to kind of get us into the normal brains, you know, like weekly, yeah. you know, daily routine kind of thing. Yeah. Like I felt like it kind of distracted us. It, totally. You know what I mean? Because like once you once you've been dealing with that all week, you like don't even know what to do with yourself. You just mm-hmm. shut off. Mm-hmm. So this was like, okay, don't give up just yet. Don't go to bed. <laughs> don't go to bed by just yet. <laughs> anyway, so I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots. That's right. We got a lot of whores coming out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. It sounds like that every time we say yeah, it. Your, your strip club <laughs> DJ voice again. Go on and let the whores in, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Horror shots. Horror shots. I don't know. Anyway, I hope it sounds like it, but whatever. Fuck it. Our pictures for horror shots look like fucking horror shits, Christina said. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not changing it. If they think it's horror shits, they'll be like, take a closer look and open up the webpage. So, But anyway, this week we're going to be doing one of the movies of either Leviathan or Deep Star 6. And we kind of had a toss up because in one of the movies they actually do vodka. But the only problem with that is we did vodka last week. So we didn't want to do that. So we decided to pick Deep Star 6 because one of the characters in this movie is called Snyder. And Snyder is a fucking disaster. Okay. (laughs) And Snyder doesn't know that you need to decompress when you go up in your little happy bubble in (laughs) underwater territory and stop for five minutes and then recompress and 
go back up. So we're naming this shot a Cherry Poppin' Snyder. And I think you can put one and one together to make two, right? Right. So, Christina, why don't you tell us what's in it since you came up with it? All right. It's half tequila rose. Half a shot. It's a half a shot tequila rose. Right. And a half a shot of gin. And then around the rim, we put chili pepper right. powder. And then on a on a toothpick, chili powder. she put on a bunch of- I put on some cherries. Maraschino cherries. Popper. What's it called? Cherry Poppin' Popper. Cherry Poppin' Snyder. Oh, Cherry Poppin' Snyder. Yeah. And, and Alex is going to take that shot right now. I yeah, made she it made for it for him. me. And uh, if you guys, uh, yeah, this is not going to be an exciting shot for me, let me just tell you. Yeah, I can't do the shot. I, I, I don't want to be drinking right now. Now, before you take the shot, guys, you want to say, okay, boys and girls, don't try this at home. And for those of you who've seen the movie, you'll know exactly what we mean. <laughs> so here we go. Franken fucking drink. Ugh. I hate gin. Half a shot of gin, half a shot of tequila rose. Both of those are not They're good. They're not good together. No. So have fun with that. Oh, does it smell bad? It smells bad. <laughs> it smells bad. Yeah. Take it over the trash uh, the garbage can there, bud. If you make me puke, <laughs> my <laughs> first puke, I'm going to fucking throw this drink on you. I'm going to puke on you. How about that? I'm wondering how the chili... There he goes. Down the chute. Oh, he did it all. Oh, was it bad? I don't see a disgusting face. It's dripping down your mouth, though. It looks like you just have come rolling down your mouth. Nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. Actually, How was it? surprisingly, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I know because it's good gin. Maybe I just think all gin is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll have to, you'll you'll like it. I'll yeah. make you like it. You just the tequila rose. I think canceled out some of the gin, the yeah. ginny, the gin flavor. Uh huh. Which is pine needles and fucking strawberry tequila. <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad. You made it. It's not bad. I'm not going to touch the cherries, though, because fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot you don't like those. Well, I don't mind milk. cherries. I just don't. I don't know. Just after putting gin in my hole, like, <laughs> it's just I don't want to tempt it and make me grossed out. <laughs> How was the chili? The chili was fine. It made okay. sense. Okay. I it thought It worked so. out. So if you guys would like to try a Cherry Poppin' Snyder, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of Leviathan and Deep Star Six reviews right now. Before I get started, before we start talking into this, we're going to go in alphabet or alphabetical. We're going to go in chronological order of when the movies came out. Because I like to do that because, you know, maybe they took some tips from another movie and maybe used it. You never know. The coincidences we have on this podcast sometimes. It, right. The connections you make is really interesting. So... Before we get into it, we're going to we're going to be talking about one movie here in particular. I'll tell you in a second. But part of the reason that we wanted to do this episode was because, well, one, we saw the movie Underwater a few months ago 
and really liked it. Uh, second, I watched Screamers recently, which also had, you know, Peter Weller in the movie, which is one of the movies we're going to be talking about in Leviathan. And it kind of gave me the idea to watch more Peter Weller because he's really good in sci-fi. <laughs> I really like him in sci-fi. So uh, obviously, you know, he was in RoboCop and all that other shit. We'll get into that. Oh, OK. But after Underwater, it made me kind of want to watch the craze of the 1989's underwater monster horror movie race that they had back then, because we got like four or five movies in one year's time that came out. And it's pretty interesting stuff. Back in 1988, there was a word that they were going to be shooting a movie on a huge budget in large underwater tanks starring Ed Harris. And of course, James Cameron was going to be directing it. And a lot of the money that they had for this movie was being thrown around a lot. So it made a lot of big waves, uh, pun intended. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. You know, that movie, of course, is called Abyss, which came out on August 9th, 1989. When all oh. of these studios heard about it, they were like, oh, we got to do this. It was about a $45 million budget movie, which is pretty big for back then. Right. Okay. It's yeah, big for today Jeez. even. But but there's bigger movies. You know, you get like 200,000, 300,000, 300 million. You know what I mean? Right. 200 million. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get some of these movies that are just insane. But yeah, that's a comparative to it. It was like so big. Uh, but the buzz was huge back then. And the anticipation was super high for a lot of people. So a lot of people were wondering what this movie was going to be about because they kept the tight lid on it. Another pun intended. You're talking about the bis. Yeah. So, okay, just make sure. So, like a good industry does, or at least what they used to do back in the day, is they made four more underwater movies in 1989 to compete and tap into that excitement. Which, you know, these two films that we're going to be talking about today managed to beat The Abyss to a release. Uh-huh. So, it was just before. Yeah. yeah. And that was Deep Star 6, directed and produced by Sean Cunningham, which we'll get into more details about that. And then there are, of course, movies like Leviathan, which we're going to be talking about after that. And then they had Lords of the Deep, produced by Roger Corman, which was also another, like, flag to get us to watching these two movies because we watched Cultastic and they mentioned talking about creature or, uh, Lords of the Deep. That was a uh, that was just one of his movies that he put out trying to beat Abyss. And then there was another straight to video movie called The Evil Below. And even after 89 that came late was 1990s The Rift, which we've actually done a review of on this episode or one of our episodes, at least. Uh -huh. I think it was with Patrick, uh, but it was the same special effects team as Aliens. Oh. So that had some pretty cool stuff in it, too. But so there was plenty of underwater sea adventures to be had in 1989. Obviously, the best of the bunch was the Abyss. But there are a few that we're going to be talking about today that might be worth checking out on your own. And since they're up on Amazon Prime, why not? We'll go ahead and kick it off with one of them, which is Deep Star Six released January 13th, 1989. So this is the. The first, like, yeah, this is the first one of yeah. that year going into it. Um, and it's about the bottom of the ocean. The Deep Star Six has just discovered a new and deadly alien menace. <gasps> Tagline Save your last breath to scream. Oh, god, this directed and produced by Sean Cunningham. Like you said, he was the director of Friday the 13th. A Stranger is Watching, The New Kids. I've never seen The New Kids. Is that uh, good? Yeah, it's interesting. It's another one of those punks gone mad oh, kind of movies. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, but also mostly a producer on The Last House on the Left, the original and the remake. 
uh, producer of the four house movies, uh, My Boyfriend's Back, and the Friday the 13th franchise. Yeah, he is a big part of the production of a lot of them. Yeah. He didn't like necessarily do all of them, but he but was he a big had part. His hand. Yeah. He had his sure. hand in it. Uh, this was written by Louis Abernathy, who directed House 4. Which was his first and only direction. Mm-hmm. Um, only other thing he wrote was a TV movie that Cunningham directed called Terminal Invasion. Yeah. That's a nice title. <laughs> it looks kind of a cool cover, but I doubt it's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, also written by Jeff Miller, who also helped write House 4 and something called Lover's Lane. And just to mention, the music in this is done by Harry Manfredini, who obviously made the famous work of uh, the Friday the 13th. Yeah, and many other things. Yeah, and video, the video game and all yep. that stuff. He redid some of the work on that. Oh, did video he? Game. Yep. They, oh, wow. they hired him to come in and redo it, do extra <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so that's cool. All right, Deep Star Six stars Tyreen Blackie, Blackie, Blackie. I don't know. Okay, Tyreen Blackie uh, plays the captain. It's a weird name. It, yeah, it is a weird name. He's played a detective on Hill Street Blues forever. Mm-hmm. And he was also in Rocky Two. Nancy Everhard, who plays Joyce, she was in the the Dolph Lundgren movie, the Punisher movie. Yep. Uh, another Forty Eight Hours, Demon Stone, Urban Legends, Bloody Bloody Mary. Yeah, Urban Legend, Bloody oh, okay. Mary. It was one of the last ones. Yeah, she was kind of a popular actress <clears throat> right there in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. Greg Evigan, who plays McBride, who was the star in the show BJ. And the bear. BJ the bear. He was BJ. Yeah, he was a BJ. He oh. gave BJs too. Yeah, I in bet the show. you did give a lot of BJs. <laughs> no, I just always remember. I never knew what BJ and the bear was, but I always remembered I Doc, uh, Mr. Show bringing it up. He was like, oh, hey, BJ and the bear's coming on soon. So I thought. That's so I weird. I always wondered. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway. So, so weird. I was also in uh, Strip to Kill, all the Tech War TV movies and show. A Terror Birds and Megaconda. Yeah, oof. Ooh, Megaconda. Um, Miguel Ferrer, who plays Snyder. Yep. One of the major funny guys in this. He was in Star Trek, The Search for Spock, Robocop, Twin Peaks, Point of No Return. Oh my God, I like Point of No Return. Yeah, that's that a good, good movie. It's a remake of. Uh, yeah, La Femme, La, La Femme Nikita. Nikita. Yeah, I like that. A Hot Shots Part 2. <laughs> the Stand movie. Ooh, they're remaking that. Yeah. Uh, blank check, the night flyer. Mm-hmm. Two uh, looks like Stephen King shit there. Yeah. Plus uh, David uh, Lynch stuff. Figures. Nia Peoples plays Scarpelli. She started out on Days of Our Lives in 1983, then was on Fame, Fame, Fame TV show. I want to live She's on like 50 episodes. Yeah. Uh, Deadlock Two, which is one of the f- uh one. Deadlock 2, which the first one was a Rugger Hauer movie, mm-hmm. and she was also in the Blues Brothers from 2000. They called it, like, Wedlock or something like that. It was like, they had a couple of different names, but it was Deadlock, yeah. Oh, towards the end or yeah. something. Uh, Matt McCoy, who plays Richardson, who I always remember from Hand That Rocks the Cradle, mm-hmm. obviously. He did a lot of sexy movies, you know. The Skinamax kind. <laughs> Can was, you tell that I wrote this? <laughs> I know I'm reading what he wrote. <laughs> he, it doesn't say grab or pussy. Oh no, my I'm just god! Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not Trump. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt McCoy was also in Memory Lane. Sam- 
Samurai Cowboy and National Security. National Security? Yeah, it was with um, Martin. Uh, Martin. Oh, I was thinking National. Can't we all just get along? I was thinking of a National Martin. Treasure. Martin Lawrence, thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, the budget for this movie was $8 million, and it pulled it about $8 million at the box office, so it like evened out. Broke even, yeah. Yeah. Alex? Yeah. Wow. What did you think about this fantastical piece of shit? Oh, I didn't get to see it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so this movie is a bit of a slow burner um, in the bad way, not like the anticipation and yeah, like feels department. It has a few cool scenes that it really takes its fucking grand old time getting to. You know, you know, before it gets interesting, in my opinion, honestly, this one kind of focuses a bit more on the cast. But the problem with that is, is that it's nowhere near entertaining to watch them and their camaraderie like the next movie we're going to be talking about. It just it just lags behind and attempts sort of like a human issues long before the underwater monster movie kicks in which really it kind of wears on you as a viewer personally it did for me right i mean sure they want to build the characters but you know it just really isn't enough to make you lock in as a viewer right like there's nothing that really is that interesting so or to want to care what what's there right i didn't care too much for the characters i mean maybe and the only one that i really liked was the fucking russian guy who (laughs) you know like and and he wasn't even in it long enough so right Uh, But the Snyder character, you know, he's probably the most interesting in general, but he's also one of the most annoying people in the movie. Mm -hmm. That little voice that's in your head. What the fuck are you doing? You know, that's the guy. You know what I mean? Uh When you stand up in the theater and like, don't go there, you dummy. You know, Uh that's that's him. (laughs) Don't do that. He pretty much dooms everybody in this movie. But other than that, the cast is just a little too vanilla for me to even care. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I know that this is like some of you guys favorite movie and maybe it's just been a while since you've seen it and you remember it more fondly than I did because I I don't know, man. Like I had a hard time with this one. But by the time you do get to the goods, it sort of just doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like this big ass creature that's slamming into fucking ships and the like fucking station underwater. It can like kill everybody by doing that but it fits nicely through a hall door inside yeah uh, yeah. that doesn't make sense anyway the the showdown of this creature is a little lackluster in my opinion and there may be one or two death scenes that make it kind of okay it just feels like it's a little too late like too little too late kind of thing Mm -hmm. as it, it just doesn't really show on screen until literally one hour and three minutes later oh you counted it yeah and it's in the fucking, it's in the extras in the fucking uh, trivia, some of the trivia I looked up. Really? Yeah. Like. So they knew too. Yeah. A lot of people knew. <laughs> but, you know, when you do get to see the monster, it looks like a worm from the Tremor movies, only totally. underwater. Totally. I mean, which may be a particular breed of worm, I guess, that I've seen in many other films and many other, you know, whatever monster things of worms, I guess. It just never really put me in the sort of, uh, oh, shit, I'm actually in danger kind of situation. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that while I was watching this movie. And while I know that it's like kind of cheesy fun in a way, it kind of took itself pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... 
I may be a little bit harsh on it, but, you know, compared to the other movies that came out in 1989 or even the the last one that came out in 1990, technically, it's I'd rather watch The Rift over this one any day. Uh-huh. It, it's it's not too terrible and it does pick up. It's just not exactly worth it, in my opinion. Right. So just fast forward to the end, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to shit on movies, but still, it, it is pretty. It's a little rough for me. So if you've not seen this movie, you should definitely watch it at least. Make your own assumption from it. I'm not everything I like, you're going to like, vice versa. So at least if you're going to go down the 1989 underwater horror movie, you know, hole or whatever, uh-huh. or sci-fi or underwater movies in general, because The Abyss really isn't horror. But, you know, I think it's worth watching it to see for yourself. Uh-huh. But, you know, obviously The Abyss beats this. Oh, yeah. By tons. Yeah. I'd probably give this one like a five, maybe like a 5.5. Oh, that high. Yeah, not one I'd reach for first, but if I was in the mood to watch Abyss-like films, I might watch it out of mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, it's not something I... I, It's just kind of there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't hate it. Uh Uh-huh. It didn't make me like... I don't know. It's just tough. What about you? Well, now that you said that thing about how in the beginning about the abyss and they were trying to make movies to you um, can see that it's rushed. oh yeah you could totally tell it was rushed this movie was horrible it really <laughs> was and it's everything you just said it wasn't even worth the build-up they tried to do wasn't even worth the outcome at the end honest i'll be honest though well, like one known actor that you would yeah. probably see yeah, yeah. it was, God, it was i fell asleep yeah. like i'm not gonna lie I fell asleep and then I was trying to stay awake. Oh, I kept you up. But, but yeah, and then he had to wake me up a couple times. And I'm sure it was, it was. It, of course, it was towards the end and it was towards the good stuff, which I, I caught some of it. But, God, it was just so boring. <laughs> oh, was this even a horror movie? Was there some good things about it that you well, liked? No, but seriously, <laughs> wow. was this even a horror movie? Like, I mean, it's, I don't understand. I th- let me ask you this: a gigantic worm coming after you in close quarters in the water. If you're scared of things in the water, I would assume that it's a horror movie. Is it? What is? What do you think a horror movie is? I think this was more of like an action movie. It's like a sci-fi action horror movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's all. That's all I think of it. But it's still horror, end. in my opinion. Is it's just, it? Yeah. More people need. I mean, because you just because you laugh at a horror movie, does it make it not a horror movie? Yeah, goddamn it, Alex. I'm just saying, like (laughs) that's the comparison I always think about. Like, oh, so Dead Alive is funny. It's not really scary, so it can't be a horror movie. Like, no, it's definitely a horror movie. I don't even think it's not. It's not on the nose horror, but you know, people are afraid to be underwater. Okay, is Jaws a horror movie? Is Jaws a horror movie to you? Or is it an action? You know it is really, it a dra- is it an action family drama? I really think it's an action movie. I think it's horror. Okay, I think so. That's fine. But I wonder why they had uh, Sean Cunningham do this movie because this is probably the worst movie he's done. Um, I don't. Well, it was supposed to be some other guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was like second choice. And yeah. He well, he, he filled in. Money, he kind of so, filled in. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I don't think he likes to direct as much as produce. Well, that makes sense too. So. I'm not saying he's not good at it. He's done some good shit. Right. But yeah. No, yeah, I can't even... Because oh, even like the very, very end, which I won't say, God, it was horrible. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, you know, we, it was the stuff we made fun of, but that just is every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Three out of ten. Oof. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's average. 
That's all. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's like the acting, the camaraderie just wasn't there. You know, like it didn't. I didn't care yeah. about the characters, and it might be because they were just nobodies and for the most part. And both of them are annoying. Yeah, I just, uh, I really wish it would have been better. It's, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's it, a three out of ten. It's a movie to watch if you are going down that road. Don't go down no, that road. No, because there's other movies. <laughs> don't go down that road. Yeah, don't go down that road. Oh, that road down there. Wow. Well, no. Uh. <laughs> no. There's there's other. This movie did make me appreciate Underwater, though. Because, uh, you know, I thought Underwater was just okay, but uh, now I'm like, oh, now I really appreciate how um, they did Underwater. Because this one was very tropey, too. Right. It was all the basic characters. There was a couple all... of things in it that I liked that they did, but, man, like, I don't know why they would keep letting that guy do anything on the ship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like after the first fuck up, I'd be like, "All right, you need to take a break." Yeah, or have someone there plus, watching over your shoulder. Plus, and I don't want to get into too much details, but he comes to the fucking psychiatrist to get help, and he's obviously right. under a lot of pressure. But so, why are you making him do important shit? Like, yeah, like with the missiles. Anyway, yeah. So between us, I gave. I, I mean, I'd probably say more of five for me, just average. Really? Yeah. What? Nothing. I, I didn't thinking. think it was that bad. Like you, I did. You didn't get to watch all those Howling movies with me. I keep bringing it up. No, I don't need to. They would just be all ones. You wouldn't be able to dif- differentiate between garbage. Yeah, probably. Those would probably all be ones to me. Okay. Well, you suck. <laughs> I just don't think it's a three. Like, that seems a little low. I don't think so. I could give it a one. I don't even give a shit. I'm just doing this number thing because you want me to. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. Three. Okay. So that would give us a grand uh, score of four between the both of us. So don't watch this one. But maybe you should watch I mean, this other one. I think it's on the fence. I, you know, it's it's got everybody that you would think to make it a good movie in, in some ways. Didn't work out. Yeah. Watch the next movie. Uh, so we do have some trivia and things that I found. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot. Sorry. I added it in some of our scenes and shit, too. So um, apparently Cameron asked Louis Abernathy, who wrote the script, to hold off. James Cameron told him to hold off because he was doing The Abyss. Uh-huh. And he told Louis Abernathy to fucking chill out with selling the script because he sold it during the making of The Abyss. And he was like, don't do that. And it kind of caused them to have like a friend feud for a few years, you know, nothing. Yeah. Because, you know, he didn't want it to fucking conflict with his movie Yeah, because the abyss, but you know, we all know that the abyss ended up being the better movie. Oh yeah, totally. So apparently later they reunited on the set of Titanic, which Abernathy had something to do with as well. Oh, that's interesting. So wasn't all that bad, but uh, yeah. So, and also some of the people that worked on this, Kane Hodder, actually was one of the people who did this he was the stunt coordinator really for this movie oh so um if you guys don't know obviously kane hotter is debatably one of the best jason uh for friday the 13th uh performers that has ever been i I, I don't think he's like there wasn't any good ones before him but i liked him well, I was always, yeah, I mean, I have preferences. You can listen to our episode on that, yeah. <laughs> the 13th episode we did, Friday the 13th episode. <laughs> so, but yeah, Kane Hodder did it. I thought it was cool to point out, you know, obviously he knew his stuff. So that's pretty much all I have for trivia on that one. Oh, okay, good. Next. <laughs> 
so now we're going to jump into some of our scenes. So this is obviously spoiler territory. So if you are not wanting anything spoiled about seeing this movie, go check it out on Prime right now and come back and listen to this episode. We'll be here. You can check out the timestamps below anytime to check back after you see the movie if you want. If not, we warned you. <laughs> so what is the earliest scene that you have? Oh, is it the end? The one, is yeah. it the end of the movie? I only have two real scenes that I liked. Okay. Or that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. you Did you have one where the captain gets shut in the door? Yes. You did have that? Okay, go yeah, ahead. Didn't he get a... Do you, are you just saying that? No, I'm trying... I wrote it... I, look, I wrote captain and door. That's all I wrote. <laughs> okay, well, there was the captain. He gets caught in the door trying to help out, like, the other characters. Because, like, the Russian guy and the girl go in this offside little site for something. And they get trapped in there because the fucking fish, creature, worm, whatever, slams into it and causes it to leak. And they start filling up with water. And then the case crushes his legs and da 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 And so then her boyfriend, who is also, like, the assistant captain, he's the you know, guy learning from his boss. Um, he and him try to get in there and then the door closes on him and snaps the fucking captain's back. Nothing glorious, nothing practical effects or anything here, guys. But he floods them out <laughs> because he's obviously, they're like, he's like, you need to get out of here before it's too late because you're going to die. And so he just starts flooding the cabin uh, with all the water. This didn't make any sense to Which me. I was like, okay, I, I'm assuming it's because... He wanted them to get the fuck out of there, you know, like right. to, I guess, to force them back into their ship to escape. Yeah. So they could just the whole ship will sink, I guess. Like, well, he just the wanted them to leave. It's one working. of those. I'm a hero. You're not going to die for me. You know, Yeah, I, th I thought that was weird. I, don't know. Oh, I just thought it was kind of funny to point out because he's like, oh, God, my God, my back, <laughs> <laughs> my neck and my back. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Friday, the, Friday, uh, Friday. Oh, the movie? Yeah. Oh. You don't remember? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, first of all, there was another scene here where Snyder, because Snyder is just a big problem the whole movie. Fucking up shit. He's fucking up shit. What did he almost kill somebody? Yeah. He, what did he, what was yeah, the first thing he did? Didn't he shoot somebody with the, in the chest? Oh, that was later. Yeah. Were, oh, well, okay, I don't want to get into that yet. She, she likes to go right for the end. I write down in the beginning. Because I like to go to the good stuff. Right. <laughs> Anyway, why there was a scene where Snyder, I, he did something that that upset somebody, and then he goes and talks to the psychiatrist, and he's like, "I don't even want to be here." He's like, "I could do six months, no problem, but I gotta go." He's like, "I want to go, get me out of here," and she's like, "I'll try, I'll try." But yeah, like he did something, he fucked up, and they got mad at him for it. Oh, okay. And I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. The either. second time that he did something was he blew up the missiles because they were all going to abandon ship because of this creature. And he, they were going to blow up this cave. That's what it was. They were going to blow up the cave and they had these nuclear missiles and everything, nuclear bombs down there. And you can't leave them. It's protocol to explode them. So mm -hmm. before you leave the site, because somebody could go down there and like steal it, the bottom of the ocean, 16,000 fucking feet under the ocean. <laughs> but yeah, they could. And so he's like, why? Why does it even matter? And then the captain or the like the science guy's like, just do the procedure. Do you need help or should I do it for you? And he's like, I think I can figure it out. And then he, like, blows up the fucking missiles. They're, like, really close. <laughs> and he's like, 
And he's and everybody's like, "What the fuck was that?" And he was like, "Did you just blow up the missiles? What the fuck? Like, you do you know have any idea the impact this is gonna have on this fucking ship now?" <laughs> and like they all like the the ship gets all fucked up. You know, I don't know why the procedure would not include instructions to get the fuck away. Yeah, doesn't make much sense. I think. They kind of hinted that he was following the wrong procedures or something when the guy was yelling at him. Or he's just stupid. Yeah, that too. I don't know. That turned into a whole big thing. And he was like, immediately, they were all just trying to fix everything. And like, it was like they forgot about it. But then afterwards, they're like, you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking kill him. Right. Okay. What about the gym guy who gets chomped in half in the airlock? Oh, yeah. Everybody um, seems to get chopped half, huh? No, it was that. That was the big scene two. in the movie. It's on the cover of the film. Oh. Where he's in that big blue suit. Oh, that's right. You didn't write that down? No. God. I think that I I just want to get to the good stuff. Just, <laughs> it's only on the cover. So, so that's when the monster made its first appearance on the ship. Well, yeah, like they open the fucking thing because they get to go down there and like bypass the air because it, it collapsed somewhere and right. they're trying to get air into the place. And so Jim goes down there fully suited up in that blue fucking gigantic fucking suit. Uh-huh. And he comes up and he's screaming and shit and half of his body gets chewed in half. And it's like swinging around just yeah. like his torso. I don't remember his swimming, his swinging, but <laughs> I just I immediately thought of Tremors when I saw that yeah. flowering open mouth yeah. kind of worm thing. Totally. So... Maybe this is where Tremors came from. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you, there was that scene where Snyder uses the air spear. Yeah. Is that in there? Do you have that one? No, but I do have a scene when Snyder, um, right before he died, he was hallucinating. And he was see- he was seeing that guy he shot with the spear. Like, I thought that scene was really cool. I forget what else he was saying, but so Snyder like hallucinating to take it back. Uh, Snyder gets a spear gun, like a spear with air cartridge on the end that like blows air into whatever it has. Once you stick it in something and he accidentally pokes it in the back of the fucking scientist's back and he's like, oh, God, oh, God, no. <laughs> and it puffs up and pops. And then he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. He's like freaking out on it. But yeah, he saw that I other guy. Do it. And then he runs and like, he's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. And they already told right. him that we can't go in the fucking escape bubbles yeah, because, because of, the, of the compressor. Yes. And he yeah. fucking goes in anyway and yeah. starts bleeding out of the face and mouth and everything else, which was kind of cool. And this yeah. is where we get the the shot from. Yeah. Cherry Pop yeah. and Snyder. Because that scene was cool because his head really did pop. Well, you don't see his head. You just see the well, splat. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you just see blood coming out see, of his why face. why didn't they just have it Because it costs money. Fuck that. I mean, it would have been a glorious head popping glorious. scene. But yeah. Oh, and we didn't mention when <laughs> the one chick found out she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so you're going to get it aborted, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying the whole time because they were making a big deal about the chick being pregnant. He was like, why and didn't like, you tell me? Well, can we get an abortion now? Like, what the- Yeah. Hey, Doc, you got a... You got a, you got some scallops? You got some stuff? coat hangers in there or something? <laughs> <laughs> you got a coat hanger down here? You can fish out a little child? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that fucking fake abortion video. Oh. <laughs> that I posted on my right, timeline. <laughs> anyway, they do finally escape, though. I think they get in one the of the. Two did, yeah. 
No, was it two? Yeah, it was yeah, just it was two, two of them. Yeah, because they go, um, and then the- they get into another sub, and then they go and decompress on their way, or something. It made no sense. So, and then it's all happy times when they get up to the surface, and then of course the creature follows, which is in every one of these movies apparently comes to the surface with them. <laughs> and and it starts popping up out of the water coincidentally like Jason at the end of Friday the 13th. Oh. Which Sean Cunningham, right. am I right? Right, right. Uh, that was actually part of the trivia that they said in there, but I Oh, really? Kind of makes sense because she falls back uh-huh. and it's like <laughs> But yeah, it's all stupid. <laughs> I, I, it's all they, stupid. They blow up the submarine and it the 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 worm creatures on the submarine like on top of it so it kills it and then you think the guy's dead right but he's, he's like gone. swimming out like and she's like oh my god you're still alive oh we can have our baby now yeah happy times our deep space six baby maybe they should do a sequel with deep the baby space you mean deep star our deep star we're gonna call him star <laughs> no didn't he say that he wanted to name it after the captain. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> this movie's ridiculous. Uh, it's going to be a girl. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, Fuck it. It's not even a real baby. Fuck it. Yeah. It already got aborted. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of that movie? I'd be curious to hear what you guys thought if you watched it already. I know some of you guys like to watch the movies before we talk about them. I've been trying to give you guys a heads up early, you know, to let you know, hey, this weekend's assignment or, you know, <laughs> or this is what we're watching. If you want to, like, chime along with us in our little book club, you know, book like club. it's kind of what it is. You know, it's like a little fucking like movie club yeah, that everybody totally. is. So if you guys ever want to know what we're doing, always check on Thursday or Friday and we'll have up the two movies that we're going to be talking about or a movie or whatever we're doing yeah, that week. For, so yeah, for next week. But we do have another movie that came out shortly after it, a few months anyway. It was Leviathan. Leviathan. Which obviously, as I mentioned before, came out in 89, but it came out March 17th. Uh, The story, an American deep sea mining colony stumbles upon a sunken Soviet vessel hiding a horrific secret. The tagline for this movie is, Aliens thrilled you. The fly shocked you. Now experience real fear (laughs) that was good uh so this movie by the way has stan winston creature effects in it so fuck yeah what else has he done he did terminator 2 judgment day jurassic park aliens um, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, okay. But th- those are some of the big so ones. The big blockbuster. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a well known guy. I don't think that he had the budget <laughs> that would have uh, made this one pop as much. You know what I mean? Like, right. But, but he did good. Yeah. No. No. It is good. Uh, it also has music by Jerry Goldsmith, by the way, who did the music in it. He was the guy that did the Omen. Oh, okay. Soundtrack, one of the better soundtracks, I think. Yes. I loved listening to that actually totally. a lot. Totally. <laughs> and we have the whole set of Omen, so we need to do that sometime soon. Uh, plus also some of the special effects as far as like the screen effects and shit like that was done by Industrial Light and Magic. So there's, some, there's a lot of people attached to this. Uh-huh. So the director of this movie is George P. Cosmatos, which happens to be the father of Panos Cosmatos. 
Oh. Or Cosmatos. Maybe I think it's Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos is the director of Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh, okay. For those of you who are curious. But I had no idea that this was his father. I saw the last name and I was like, wait. So it's in the family. Yeah. He pro- cool. Well, he, he worked on Tombstone with his father. That's where he got his big first start. I love Tombstone. Yeah, his father directed that. He did Rambo First Blood Part 2 Cobra. He did Of Unknown Origin, speaking of other Peter Weller fucking movies that are pretty cool. Um, he did a few things, but nothing... Nothing much, but Tombstone and is a big one too. So yeah, um, it's a good movie. Yeah, David Webb Peoples wrote the story and screenplay. He got help, of course, but he has written for Blade Runner, Twelve Monkeys, Unforgiven, Lady Hawk, and more. He also got some help on the screenplay by Jeb Stewart, who has written for the movies The Fugitive, Die Hard, Another Forty Eight Hours, a lot of action films. So, I mean, it's not a bad group. Yeah. Um, that's probably why the camaraderie in this was actually really strong. Yeah, it was strong. You know? Oh, that makes sense. To me. Some of the cast in this movie are, of course, Peter Weller, who plays Beck. He was obviously in RoboCop, Naked Lunch, Buckaroo Banzai, Screamers, just to name a few. Uh-huh. Also, Richard Crenna, who plays Doc. He was in all of the Rambo movies. So this mm-hmm. makes sense that there's another group of yeah. people working together hot shards hot shards <laughs> hot shards part flew i don't know what the fuck no he, he was in hot shots part do Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea from the 90s i guess the evil a fire in the sky from 1978 78 what is a which by the way i looked it up is about a comet coming to arizona and nobody believes the what people telling them the fuck right it's up on youtube actually and i'm kind of curious to watch it we need to watch that because that incident from the fire in the sky we know no that's from like the 80s right that's what i'm saying yeah, like it's a different weird. i think it was 90s actually yeah. yeah oh actually sorry i don't mean to i'm just gonna you know go off topic because a comment actually hit last sunday in prescott really yeah well i guess the color out of space is about to happen guys so <laughs> let's get it on or a meteor i'm sorry not a, co- a meteor whatever hit. it's gonna eat our souls <laughs> uh we also have amanda pays and she plays the character Willie or Williams. They call her both, I think, in the movie. She was in the show Max Hedrum and the movie The Kindred, the Flash TV series from the 90s, and Space Jacked. It also has Daniel Stern, which is one of the creepier versions of him. He plays Six Pack. He was in, obviously, all the Home Alone movies as one of the burglars. Right. Uh, he was in Chud, Dead on Arrival, or just DOA. Little Monsters, he played Glenn Stevenson in that. Uh-huh. He was also in Sl- He was also in City Slickers 1 and 2. And did you know that he was the narrator for The Wonder Years? Are you serious? I had no idea. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Cuz his voice sounds so serious. Yeah. You know, and I always loved that voice. Right. Anyway, he was also in Rookie of the Year, which I just rewatched recently cuz we got a movie in the Dollar Tree for a buck. Also, we got Ernie Hudson who plays Jones who is obviously in Ghostbuster movies. Uh, he's also in Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, which I love. One of my favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah. He's also in The Crow, Airheads, Congo, and many more. We also have Michael Carmine, who plays De, De Jesus, who was in Batteries Not Included, Miami Vice. He played Mikey 
and Snake in that show a lot, actually. There was also, he was in the Invasion USA movie, which is just bananas. That's a Chuck Norris movie that is just awesome because they like took this old neighborhood that they bought all the houses and just fucking blew them up. But <laughs> nice. yeah, he's in that movie, which is fucking <laughs> like, it's insane. The story on that is in the electric boogaloo movie. Uh-huh. The, the movies from the Canon films or whatever. We saw that they talked about it in that movie and made me want to watch it again. But, um, he actually died of heart failure shortly after this film released. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. So this is technically the last film he worked on. Oh, wow. Although I think the movie before it came out after. after? Yeah. yeah, that happens. It got released after, but... Right. Yeah, just barely. It was like he did two movies back to back, so his career was budding, so that sucks. Also has Lisa Eilbacher, who plays Bowman. She was in Beverly Hills Cop as Jenny Summers, an officer and a gentleman, Never Say Die Bond movie, and Deadly Deception. Also has Hector Elizondo, who plays Cobb. He was in Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, Beverly Hills Cop 3, The Prince, The Princess Diaries, Overboard, Taking Care of Business, Necessary Roughness, and How High and More. Uh-huh. Also has Meg Foster. She plays Ms. Martin, a.k.a. Creepy Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Masters of the Universe, The Lords of Salem, They Live, 31, Stepfather 2, Blind Fury, which I just watched recently, oh. which was awesome. She's in it for a short, short while. Uh-huh. She was also in Oblivion 1 and 2 and the upcoming movie called Hellblazers. So keep an eye out. The budget on this film, I couldn't really find. I'm assuming that it was around $20 million to make, but it made $15 million at the box office. Oh. Total. That's uh-huh. like worldwide. Ouch. So and even if it was made for 15 it wouldn't have been a success. Right. So... But I thought it was, you know, pretty cool. So what about you? What do you think of this movie, Christina, since I did all the work on that? <laughs> I really like this movie. I really enjoyed the story and the plot line. It was really good. I enjoyed the camaraderie of all the characters and the character development was good. It, even though it had the typical tropes for the time, it had the asshole. It had w- workplace harassment against women. <laughs> yeah. The, that's just the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but again, that's why I look at movies when we see movies now like Underwater. It's like you don't have to have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So just to go back and to see it, you know, it's kind of annoying. Uh, I liked how like this whole thing was caused by a disease. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just hot. Go okay. ahead. It was caused by a disease. Uh, and it it caused the creatures and that was really amazing the practical effects were really scary looking and they're really good mm-hmm. the best part of this whole entire movie is all the conspiracies <laughs> there's a there's this ship they run across and they they find out this ship is still active so it's like it's this ghost ship somebody's trying to cover up something and then the disease was like this conspiracy disease and then the corporation was trying then they were lying to them about a hurricane and and it was just all this conspiracy stuff. And, oh, man, I love conspiracy. So to see it in a movie like this, it was really cool. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. Well, the ship wasn't still operating, by the way. Well, no. It was, well, But they thought it ghost... was an operation. It was reported in still operation. Yeah, that's what yeah. I meant, is they reported it as a still active. They found out it was still active, but obviously it wasn't active. <laughs> but anyway, I gave this movie a 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed this movie way more than that other piece of shit. 
Way more. <laughs> Getting all saucy. <laughs> and what did you think, my Alex? Okay, well, I, I this is the one that I technically watched this one first, but this is the the other one I watched first with you. Right. So you saw him. I even came in the second time when you were playing it for your time because right. she watched it early in the morning the next day. Right. And I sat through half the movie again because I was interested still. <laughs> so that tells you something. That yeah. is actually a pretty damn Stayed good movie. There, yeah. Um, but I watched this one first and surprisingly, this is a film that I haven't seen in a long, long time, longer than Deep Star Six, believe it or not. I didn't even remember that the, the, the main creature in this movie at all. Something I noticed too was why is every fucking underwater fucking station in these movies always under threat to implode or explode <laughs> like what the fuck is that is that a, just a trope because of the it, it isolates people and puts a timer so. on it i think i think it's true it's real you're not supposed to be down there and well water. if they're always blowing up maybe you shouldn't make one down there to I begin know. with that's but what you, i'm saying but you have to mine down there. there's things down there we need right which this <laughs> i would say leviathan definitely connects with underwater movie more right even though the stories are very different at least they're down there mining right which is what they were doing in underwater right so but i guess you know just that trope of it going to explode mixes up the plot puts a timer on it makes it tense you know so they're always like you know that thing like how speed movies where it's like they're on a bus ready to explode and if they slow down the movie <laughs> won't be entertaining <laughs> anyway this movie is also set in 2027, the future of even now, by the way. Hmm. So it's seven years ahead of us. But uh, out of the 89 batch of underwater horror movies, I think this one's pretty fucking good. Mm -hmm. It probably beats all the others, in my opinion, other than The Abyss. You know, it's got Peter Weller in it, and he's always pretty fucking great in sci-fi films, if you ask me. Um just watching the trailer should give you more than enough creatures to make you want to pop this one in. So right. if you guys are like me, I like to see shit go wild in the practical effects department. And I think most of us can safely say that the effects in the thing are some of the best, most pushed scenes in practical effects cinema. Mm -hmm. That and maybe like the blob. Mm -hmm. This movie, even back then in 89, because the thing, remember, the thing wasn't appreciated until later. It became cult. Right. It wasn't always a popular movie. It was a flop. Right. And it became popular over the years. But these guys, whoever put this together, took the thing, in my opinion, and tried to give it a nod by making this movie only underwater with the whole disease thing. Right. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think about that. Not entirely, like not story-wise. Right, right. But just as a as a fan of the, the boner or lady boner that you get worthy of the creature effects in the thing, it's not the same. It doesn't hit those levels of awesome perfectly, sorry to say. But where it lacks, it definitely makes up for its adventurous side in the practical and storytelling. So, you know, you're not going to get as good a story or even acting as the thing. But it's got heart, and I like that it went for it. Right. So, plus, the fucking cast in this is pretty fucking amazing. I mean, these are not exactly yeah, nobodies, you know what exactly. I mean? And they actually work pretty well together for that camaraderie that we keep talking about in these films and how important it is. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of a trope at the bottom of the ocean or in space, but... 
I think it's pretty necessary mm-hmm. to know how they all get along because it kind of makes you pick out the people you like, get a got an idea of what they're like and what like a working situation like that would be in such right. a closed environment. So right. I enjoyed the performances. It's not perfect. Lots of cheesy one-liners and jokes, of course, but that's also sort of the charm to me. And if you're willing to go back to 89, you have to expect a level of some cheese. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Daniel Stern is super creepy in this. He's a fucking, yeah, he's a nut. Ernie Hudson has a pretty big role in this, which I thought he did a really good job. Although he's a little token, if you know what I mean, in some of the lines (laughs) that they wrote for him. But again, it's the 80s. to be expected a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, I, I thought that they did a pretty decent job. It does take a long while for a movie to kick in, but not nearly as long as fucking Deep Star 6. Right. Like, holy fuck. But, you know, they the, the characters, they carry it along and it kind of goes along naturally and it feels right. Like, I, I don't have I didn't have any problem with it really at all. It might be a little long for some, but I don't I think, think so. so. I didn't think so either. I mean, right off the bat, you're like, you got Jesus fucking running out of air. Yeah. So that's like the first thing you see in the very beginning instant, of the movie. Instant action. Right. So plus, once it goes there. It goes there. Yeah. With its, like, large, flappy, big old mutated fish stick slapping your fucking screed with all these cool little fucked up mutated pieces of body <laughs> in people, which is awesome. <laughs> so, like I said, it's, it's kind of a nod to the thing. Not exactly the thing, but it's right. pretty hard to beat the thing. So, but I, I, the fact that it even appreciated it in some regard, I think, is pretty cool. And if it weren't $60, I'd buy a copy from Scream Factory right away. Right away. But they don't sell it. It's out of print. I wish I would have picked it up. Whatever. Oh, well. But at least we got a fucking digital copy to watch it on Prime right now. So. Right. I'd give this movie 7, 7.5 easily out of 10. High five. It's a cheesy underwater fun, not afraid to show its flaws. And it also has... The flaws are some of its charm. Yeah. Acting, everything, all of it may not be perfect, but it's got some pretty cool ideas in it. So I'd definitely give it a shout out. Right. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) Anyway. That's good. Yeah. So you did seven? Yes, I did do seven. So it's like seven on the nose, man. So that's a that's a that's a crowd pleaser. Pretty good. It's yeah. Pretty good. I think it's one of the better ones of all those films. Totally. I don't remember the movie The Evil Below, but The Rift is still better than Deep Star Six, in my opinion. Uh huh. Because it's just like cool. Like they do a lot of really cool creature effects and Did stuff they? in it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the the Lords of the Deep is just weird and long. Oh, I don't know what that is either. It's it's practically like stingrays with eyes that glow. <laughs> <laughs> So, did you have any trivia on this movie? Because yeah. I have some questions. Yeah, I mean, I have some trivia. But what did you want to ask? In the beginning of the film, the middle beginning of the film, he was wearing an Arizona Wildcats hat. Okay. Do we know why? No, it, I'm sure it's, it's just to, weird. It's probably just to connect him to the surface layer. Oh, okay. So I mean, I this just, is in the future, and they were talking about like the, the. And by the way, we're getting into spoilers, guys. So if you don't want anything spoiled, I honestly encourage you to go see this yeah, one. Yeah, see this one. Like Deep Star Six, like Man, fuck it, skip it. But this one, definitely don't listen to the spoilers unless you go see it. If you have Prime, you have no excuse. Go watch it tonight. Enjoy it. And then come back and listen to this. It'll make it so much better if you just go into it kind of blind. So. Um, the doctor in the movie said that the Earth was fucked up. 
Uh-huh. And that it was falling apart up there and you couldn't breathe the air and it was really bad. He was like, down here, you should be thankful, man. Uh-huh. Like, we don't get bothered by crime or any of that shit. So it's like futuristic thing of like everything that's going on uh-huh. up there. So maybe they were just kind of tying it in. Wildcats up there. I don't know. I don't I don't think there was anything to it. Oh, okay. I didn't find any trivia on it. Oh, okay. So it's just scary. But Stan Winston, of course, like I mentioned, did the creature work, but his team also not only did the creature effects, but they also designed the final underwater suits too. Which I thought oh, were okay. pretty cool. Yeah, those were cool. Those were different. The only thing that I could complain about it is like who would put their names on the suit like that? <laughs> Like, they're all lit up, and, like, it seems like a waste of a suit if somebody else has to use it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I would think you, if since they were actually working out there in their suits, they would have to know whose suit that was. Like, Big old when you're out there suits. working. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing I could... But it was. it's nice to have name tags when, you know, you're first getting introduced to the characters. Yeah. Some of the creature design was put together by looking at like a ton of different books of physiology of the like fish and like underwater creatures and stuff like that. And they came up with like like 50 or 60 different sketches of like different creatures that they could put out like that look like one of those. Mm-hmm. And then somebody had the great idea. It was like Stan Winston and the director, they kind of waded through them all and then like decided to combine all of them with humans uh-huh. to come up with something even more crazy. Oh, okay. So, which I thought was a really nice touch. Right. Like, I really liked that in the movie, that they were infused with humans. Like, that was so cool. That was cool. It was cool. And that they were still alive and screaming and shit. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I love that shit. Um, There was like a whole scene in the beginning, too, I think, where they're like, who's the hook? They were talking about the who's the hook uh, with everybody in the, the suits Apparently nobody's mouth, you could tell like their mouths weren't moving to it because I noticed it. Oh, uh huh. Did you notice it? No, like, I didn't okay, I did. It. But like oh, okay. some of their mouth is covered by the suit. Uh huh. So they probably thought they could. Oh, voice they were over. Yeah. But I think the 1080p really shows it now. So oh, it's like, I see. Oh, you can't get away with it yeah, as you much. Can't get away with that shit. Yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, I have some other stuff I think in here that's mixed in with, uh, the other stuff so uh do you want me to kick off the early scenes since you are already... yeah okay uh, yeah i i had troubles you should start week. writing stuff down that you see in the beginning of the movie see what happens yeah, okay here's Go what wild. i wrote down i put opens up with them working on the ocean immediate action i don't know what that word is with failed equipment that was jesus's suit then I wrote conspiracy. Uh, okay, okay. So genetic just, alteration. So, do you have anything earlier on that you want to mention? Like, no. you, you said that you liked oh. the the scene where they kind of snap into the oxygen suit with the Jesus. Yeah. So that was yeah. cool. I, it was cool. I thought it was kind of weird because I was like, "Why are they having equipment fail?" Like, yeah, I was like, "That's kind of well, his yeah. oxygen thing was fucking up." Yeah, and it's like you've been down there for six months. You guys should have the shit worked out, and for. But it was a good, uh, you know. Yeah, fluffer. Fluffer for the for, yeah, for the beginning. first part. Yeah, I mean, it kind of tones down thereafter, but I thought it was nice. And you it know? shows their camaraderie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's why they do it. Yeah. Going through tragedy together is what instantly bonds you to other characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you get to see their real side. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's a good guy right there. <laughs> you know, that guy's a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I mean, I'm going to, I don't really, there was, you know, there was a little bit of a dry spell. It's mostly like just setting up the characters and stuff in the beginning, little side conversations, and they all just get along pretty well, even though fucking Daniel Stern's six pack character is like fucking creepily trying to rape people. Yeah. Uh, pretty much like with his, like eye fucking them right in front of him, right. uh, <laughs> which is a little weird. But um, one thing I noticed is that when they finally do get to that ship and they get like, he disappears. Mm-hmm. Daniel Stern character six pack disappears into the ocean and he, and he falls off a cliff and then finds the submarine, the, the Russian submarine that has like, and he's not responding. Like, what the fuck is that all about? I don't know. Like he couldn't have just said, Hey, what up? Yeah. Right. I found something down here. Like they had yeah. to make it this like weird. Well, did he get eaten by a sea monster? Like, what is it? Well, his, I guess it's his communication thing went off. Cause he was saying that he couldn't hear them either. Oh, remember? But then he like he's carrying that fucking yeah, like huge safe. fucking safe that has the vodka and everything in yeah. it that they all try to drink or whatever. Which you know, there's another little fun little camaraderie yeah, there yeah. is that they're all trying to steal the the fucking vodka out of Peter Weller's Beck's fucking locker, locker, and they use his social security number as the code, and uh, <laughs> it opens, and it opens, but it's just water, and he knew that yeah, they were going to do it. Yeah, so. Just more camaraderie, like you mm-hmm. said. That's going to be today's word, apparently. Yep. Uh, if we say it again, you have to drink. Okay. Yep. Horror shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so when they drink the vodka, obviously, it when they get real vodka, because there was like a little flask mm-hmm. that, that was in there, and then there was like a Stole bottle. Mm-hmm. He poured out all the vodka and kept the fucking and put water in it to mm-hmm. fuck with them. One thing I noticed right away is that because they get sick from drinking from Daniel Stern's character and that other girl, I can't think of her name, the one he talks about her boobs. He's like, "Ah, what a nice pair. And she's like, what do you mean pair? And he's like, well, you know, look at us. We're a different pair. Like quite a pair. Huh? And she was like, you mean my tits, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. Play sexual harassment again. <laughs> underwater they should have put that in like some sort of like video in underwater like a training video a training video yeah don't talk about your co-workers tits <laughs> <laughs> anyway but the thing is is they get they all get sick from drinking out of the flask only two people do and it's that girl and him and i'm thinking to myself after he gets infected because he gets checked out by the doc they're like there's this possible infection on board and the best counter to staying healthy is no gloves and a simple fucking paper mask that just (laughs) it's just like a cotton thing like that just goes over their mouth and they're just like touching people and stuff like with bare hands and and shit like lock them in a room right well in the room doesn't even have like an air sealed door it's like a fucking swinging door Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Like a was, kitchen door that like, you... Like, what the fuck? Like, quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, you know, they both had their, like, moments, you know, like, the girl kills herself and Six Pack dies. Yeah, when she finds out she has the whatever... Well, she sees Six Pack's arm all, like, spewing out this orange, like, yellow pus. Right, and her hair starts falling out. And she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't want to get fucking sick and die. 
she goes in there and sees him squirting that blood and she kills herself. And then they put their bodies together in the quarantine room or whatever and they fuse together. Yeah, they didn't I even I thought put, that was cool. They didn't put them together though. That's what's funny. They put him separately. He was in that room and she was on the like exam table and they left and they came back and her body was gone and it had went over to him. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Fucking nuts. But I thought that was super cool looking effects. I mean, it looks a little rubbery and like shiny like but whatever i thought it was cool they were all like moving and writhing around and there was like Mm -hmm. tentacles and like weird mutations coming out of it it was Mm -hmm. like really cool that's the kind of stuff i like to see i mean even if it's not done well do you have a scene with uh de jesus no do you yeah what is yours he gets attacked by that eel because like they try to throw six packs and bowman out into the air lock to like make them float out into the water uh-huh. and then one of the arms busts through and scratches the dude and then it gets uh-huh. chopped off it's like a foot or something yeah i think it was a foot yeah or and leg. It's, but it it's like leg. all mutated and pickled yeah and it weird. started growing tentacles and walking on its own well that turned into a fucking eel like monster that busts out and starts sucking on his chest <laughs> and he's all freaking out and ernie hudson's character jones is like fucking seeing this all he's like what well, he doesn't hear it he's in the next room and then he busts through the fucking glass mm-hmm. to jesus he's like oh <laughs> and then you see like jones he's all like locking him up and then doesn't help him he's like oh, i ain't touching you motherfucker <laughs> and then they they go back and like somehow the it's muted mutated him so bad that he busts through a door like a metal door right in the yeah, center that was like a thick metal door too yeah <laughs> Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Was it him or was it just another creature? I think it was a creature. It was. Huh. They merged together. I don't know. Did it come back in when they threw the body out? Is that what happened? Yeah. No, it was the arm. Right. But I'm saying they threw the bodies out. Yeah. Did the body come back in? Oh, I think the body came back and in. And then busted through the fucking one of the doors. Yeah. That's when I... Because it gets a little confusing yeah, there. A, it does get a little confusing there. So I'm just going to assume yes. Then one of the nods to the thing, I think, is they get... The creature gets into the blood supply. Did you notice that? Yeah. Because in the thing, they're all testing everybody's blood to see... Oh, yeah. Who? And then they mix up the blood and so that nobody can tell whose blood's whose... Uh-huh. And then that's when they get the idea to test out their blood to see if it's like cut their Infected. arms open and shit. Uh-huh. So, but the, in the thing, it was kind of an act of like sabotage. And it was in this too, but it wasn't to find out who was a not a real person or anything. So it's not like that kind of contagion. Right. Like it's very obvious who's infected with this disease. Right. It doesn't hide in, in a human being or anything like that. Like they're visibly sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a nod. Seemed like. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I really feel like this shares a lot more with the thing than mm-hmm. the abyss. Oh yeah. So. Did you notice when we talked about the jump scares? Like, there was a couple times. <laughs> there was one when, in particular that made me, like... Yeah, he was, like, um... Oh, I forget who... was. He was on the ground fixing something. Yeah, they were fixing the fucking, um... Like, the... The, the hatch or something? Yeah, where the water, where they go down yeah. with the suits. Because they would get in this little thing, and then it would submerge them. 
Yeah, down. Yeah, and he was trying to fix it, and she just jumps down. Yeah, I was like, hey, you need a flashlight? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I thought that was funny, and I was like, oh my God, that was a jump scare. Yeah, like, <laughs> it totally was. But it totally it, was. And it's a really cheap one, but it kind of made me laugh and enjoy the film yeah, just it, a little bit more, because it, it was so obvious. It was so obvious. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Um, there was like a, a part where they were running around lo- when they were looking for the creature with the guns. Mm. Do you remember that? The, it was the like, fire guns or whatever? Yeah, uh, the part when he... The base but, cannons? Yeah, yeah. I thought that I'm going to drop was, the base on you, creature. <laughs> I thought that was that was pretty funny. Were they fucking raving? Like, I, I, I don't even know what kind of gun that was. I know, it was just had fire on the end of it. And they didn't even like use it for anything. I don't know. I don't know either. It's weird. I mean, it actually did work, the gun, though. So it wasn't like it was just obligatory. It, like, actually did light up, and there was, like, four pilots around this Uh round thing. And they actually used it in the thing. So it was probably something to do with air in the cannons to blow the the gas. I don't know. It was weird. It was interesting, I guess. You would think you wouldn't want something like that underwater. Right. It contained an underwater thing. Well, and then they... um, there was that scene where Cobb gets scratched and infected mm-hmm. and like his chest starts moving and then like his hand is like turns into a mouth. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that I was that like, part. what was the cool. fuck? And like, it had teeth and shit. Yeah. Like, the mouth had like teeth. And then it attacks Doc and he's like, oh, his face is all like, you don't know what happened. And then he's like, they got Doc. They got Doc. I was like, well, he could have lived through that. And then, it, <laughs> then you go back and you see Doc sick as fuck, all fucked up, looking pretty fucked up, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah. And uh, did he even die? He. It seemed like he just kind of. Um... It. It. It grabbed onto his body and used right, it. Right. So he just kind of turned. He didn't die or anything. Well, he and got I'll, he got he got brought into the amalgamation of creature and mm-hmm. people. But right before that happened, I thought it was cool that he sent out an email to like not send anybody down here, and he made all the escape pods leave. So to save humanity. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah, save humanity, which pissed off you know <laughs> the three remaining people so far. Well, he got he got he, it's, I think that was the right thing to do. Oh yeah, totally. It but was totally the right thing to do. He didn't want to do it. You could tell that he was yeah. a good guy. You know, he yeah, just, you could, he was debating in his head. Yeah, he didn't want them to know that he was going to do it, so he did it. But you know, he gets sucked into the muskrat fish, catfish looking creature anyway. <laughs> they which they don't show until the very end, really. Right. Uh, he's and then he's like peering um, behind the pipes. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Is like Doc. Doc, is that you? I think I just saw Doc. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's not, it's not Doc anymore. That was Ernie Hudson's character when he said that. But I don't know uh-huh. how he saw his face all the way down there, yeah. like that far away. Who knows? Ernie Hudson said one of the funniest things in this fucking movie, and I gotta fucking play it out. So, like, after Doc gets killed, there's like, it's like Beck, fucking Jones, and the other chick that. The love interest to Beck. I can't think of her name. No, yeah, she had straight brown hair. Yeah, straight brown hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they were like calling the the head office at the top of the sea. Well, they don't wear that at the top of the sea. It was just like at a base somewhere off the coast or something like that. It's with uh, Crazy Eyes, Meg Foster. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like on the monitor and she says, I know, I realize you must have gone through hell. And he's like, gone? 
bitch, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, was- she's like, well, we're going to need a little bit more time. And he's like, how much time? And he, she's like, 48 hours. He's like, 48 hours? Yeah, just go back to sleep. I, go back to sleep? I ain't <laughs> sleeping ever again. <laughs> it was funny, dude. <laughs> but I love when he said, gone, bitch, we're still here. <laughs> I almost wanted to do the shot based on that alone. Yeah. Of course, they escape all of this. You know, the creature chases them around the like the base for a while and they get into their these weird like suits. Well, they get into the suits and they have these like pouches that bring them to the surface. It fills with air and it pulls them up to the surface and all three of them are trying to get out of there and i'm the first thing that's going through my mind is decompression decompression right, right. decompression yeah, just watch that other movie uh what's happening but their suits are so advanced that they actually do their own compression as they're going up right which they show it Ridiculous. on the screen it's like decompression decompression <laughs> i bet you they added it in at the end like yeah. post because they were like, oh, shit, I guess this doesn't make sense. Yeah, like they probably had to refilm that just yeah. to add it in there. But it was just a close-up close shot of the word decompression yeah. in red. Yeah, so it was just bleaking. Yeah. <laughs> now, when, now, when they got to the top, mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious because the helicopter was coming. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these fucking sharks just <laughs> come out of nowhere. The lark sharks! <laughs> sharks! <laughs> Like, yeah, that oh, was really con- weird. How convenient. How that's just very convenient. He's like, now you know you're having a bad day when sharks <laughs> come and get you. <laughs> it is a really weird uh, choice to yeah. do that. Yeah. But then it doesn't end there either because the muskrat fish, of course, comes back up and <laughs> Beck chucks a fucking grenade in its mouth and he's like, say hi, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it pops, which is kind of cool. I don't know how that thing could have swam to the top, but I guess... It doesn't need decompression either. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wouldn't it die? Yeah. I don't know. So maybe it's got special uh, DNA, fins. decompression yeah, DNA. Decompression DNA. <laughs> <laughs> that's decompression DNA that they got in there. <laughs> But yeah, like it, those movies always end with both of them coming to the surface. Yeah. And you know, the abyss does too. I don't remember the end of the rift and I certainly don't know the evil below, which I heard is like, it has in common some of that, um, sleazy, sleazy, um, shit in it. Like that Daniel uh-huh. Stern was, it's got similar. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can't forget the end. Oh, that's right. I won't, won't say it. I'll save that for you, but let me just build it up so people can remember because earlier on when he sent the fucking air the the like suits up or whatever not the suits but the air bubbles to the the survival bubbles Uh to get up there he sent a message doc did saying you know i'm doing this to save humanity and then when they came back in and found him gone and everything they tried to stop it he's like well let's see how much shit we're really in and they type back and they're like, like, SOS, you know, we're actually still need help. And she's like, oh, God, thank God you're still alive. And they're like 48 hours. And they're like, well, uh-huh. they're not coming back for us. And then at the end, wait, wait, they, wait. they find out. Well, that's right. She says that there's a hurricane going on up there and she blocks the Internet from them to see if the weather's actually going on above them because it's not. Right, but somehow she overrides it and finds the story, and it pronounced all of them dead. Right, she has stock in the company, mm-hmm. and she checked her stocks. 
Oh, that's what it and was. And they okay. had to warn the stockholders that there was an accident at the bottom of the ocean where uh-huh. they were, and it listed all their names, and they weren't dead yet. Right. So, at the end of the movie, when they finally get rescued... And Crazy Eyes was walking toward him and was like, Oh, God, I'm so glad you're okay. Da, da, da. And he, he was like, save it for next time. And then he just fucking punched her in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, that was the end of the movie. <laughs> One of her fucking freaky eyes falls out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really good. That's that Peter Weller touch. You know, he's the right. cool, cool guy that doesn't tolerate shit. Right. But he's smart. You know, he's real smart. I almost paired this movie with Screamers. I didn't finish Screamers. We almost paired this movie with Screamers, which Christina didn't even finish. Right. But you, it was late, so it's understandable. Yeah. I think we had some it's stuff, like people calling and shit. Yeah. So we'll have to finish that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that in the future. I mean, it might be a little too much. What are we thinking about doing next week? I'm thinking Necromantic. <sighs> One and two. Why both? <laughs> Because I'm never going to watch them again uh, for like a couple good. of years. You know what I mean? Good. Well, maybe. Christina. Okay. So for us. those of you who don't know what necromantic is, it's dead body fucking movies. So it's essentially like exploitative, like sex with Great. bodies. But it's so over the top and stupid and kind of gross. It's just one of those things you know and we we really should do it because i've been wanting to do it but i didn't want to do it before until we got the fucking blu-rays oh it's either that guys or we're gonna do the one one miss call trilogy oh yeah i'll let you guys pick to see what we should watch first one miss call (laughs) tell alex if you want to hear christina just go off on the movies pick necromantic one (laughs) too Trust me. I get to force her to watch this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. Would love to hear your thoughts about these two movies. Do you agree with us? Did you like one more than the other? Are you a bigger fan of Deep Star 6 more than the fucking Leviathan movie? Are you a huge fan of Leviathan and absolutely hate Deep Star 6? I would love to hear from you guys in the comments section down below. And of course, you know, if you made it this far, the secret word for today is camaraderie. Good good luck spelling it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thank you guys so much for coming by this week. We'll come back next week with a new one. Let us know if you think we should do Necromantic 1 or 2, 1 and 2, or the trilogy of One Miss call from japan let us know in those comments down below but thanks again guys and as always long live the voyage